step up to the microphone. It's a great day to be alive, and let's get this party started. Let me ask you something. Are you hungry? Seriously, this isn't about food. Are you hungry? Do you want more knowledge? Do you want to understand more? Are you tired of not knowing the answers? I know I have been for a long time. A long, long time. But I never did anything to fill that hunger. I just, I was empty inside. I didn't let myself sit there and learn and do what I needed to do. No, I just went through the motions, let everything just go with the flow. And I was miserable. Horribly miserable. So now, today's topic, uh, increase your appetite. Be on fire for God. Be hungry for God. Be hungry to learn what's going on. That's what we need to start doing. All this starts with reading your Bible. Dig deep. Get up in it. Make it a habit. If you're not reading your Bible, you're not going to understand anything that's going on right now. Not one thing. The Bible has repetitive patterns in it that helps you understand what's going on. From start to finish, it is a literal guide on how to live your life, how to have better understanding and discernment, and how the world should run. I mean, it's an all-in-one guide to the answers that you need. So why do we so often look past it and try to get our answers from the world? That's never fixed anything. That's always made things worse. At least in my case it has. I mean, whenever I go try to get answers from the world, things get ten times worse. Whenever I go get answers from the Bible, from God, things get fixed. Things are better. Now let's really dig into this. Let's, let's start with biblical doctrines. You can't sit there and have a doctrine other than what the Holy Spirit and God have put in the Bible. You can't have a Baptist doctrine, a Presbyterian, a Lutheran. There's no other doctrine. If your church is preaching something other than what is in the Bible, then it has made a man-made doctrine. We need to get away from this. We need to get the church back to the Holy Spirit. That's where it started. That's where it never should have left. And that's where it needs to go back to and stay. We cannot get into the power of God and the understanding without the Holy Spirit being involved. There's no way around it. You see all these churches failing because they want to take the Holy Spirit out. You cannot take the Holy Spirit out of the church unless you want the church to die. Taking the Holy Spirit out? Well, let's see. Churches don't believe in prophecy, speaking in tongues anymore. Tons of things. They don't let the Holy Spirit do what he does. I mean, look at COVID. They shut down and followed what the government said to do. You can't shut down the church and expect the Holy Spirit to work in it. That's not how it works. I mean, God wants the church to be there as a family, as a group of people that love God, that want to be there. So you can't sit there and say, oh, I'm part of the church, but no, we're not going to go to the building. We're going to sit there and watch from TV. That doesn't work. It's not going to work. You're not going to have the fellowship. I mean, it even says in Ephesians chapter 4, if you're sitting there reading it, that he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers for equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, 
to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking in truth and love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. So, right there, a bunch of the things these churches are taking away should have never been taken away. And now we got churches that don't want to even go to the building. Well, things are about to change. These churches that don't want to open, they're not going to open again. I mean, the writing's on the wall. They weren't following God to begin with. So, they just won't open again. You're going to see churches that you never thought would grow explode because they're hungry. They've been hungry, but they've preached the truth. They haven't preached that all these evil things that the church wants to put in there, the modern church, these churches actually preach that homosexuality is evil, that it's wrong, impure, immoral. But they don't hate the sinner. They love the sinner. They hate the sin, just as God does, just as God instructed us to. I mean, it's not that hard to understand. I know I've been attacked for this, because I've caught it as it is. I mean, you can't love the sin and hate the sinner. That's not the right way. You love the sinner. You pray for the sinner. You try to build the sinner up while hating the sin, teaching them it's wrong. Churches nowadays haven't done that. They've wanted to, another example, social justice. They want to start racism in churches now. Why are we having racism in churches? We are all one race under God. He doesn't see skin color. He sees hearts. He sees what is in your heart. So why are we so focused on skin color? That's never mattered to me. I mean, my best friend is from Venezuela. I could care less his skin color. He's one of the best guys I know. I could care less. Seriously. So why are we focused on skin color? Why are we focused on, oh, all this stuff that we shouldn't even be focused on in the church. What we should be focused on is winning souls. Getting the truth out. Because without the truth, you really can't teach God's word, can you? You have to be honest. You have to be forthright. Things the church nowadays has not done. Very few churches have. And their numbers dropped when they did it. The churches that their numbers surged, they were teaching a false doctrine. I mean, it's point blank there. You can't sit there and love money and love God. And God said, have no other idols before me. It's right there in the Ten Commandments. Which, of course, our nation's taken down out of courthouses, out of schools, out of public buildings. I mean, we're not even teaching the Ten Commandments anymore. We are a morally corrupt society. Because we haven't been hungry for God. We've been hungry for the world. So we've got to get our appetite right. We've got to get increase our appetite in God. Decrease it in the world. How do you increase your appetite in God? You can start with three simple things. Prayer, reading your Bible, praise and worship. 
Those are the three simplest things. Pray to God. Thank Him for being your Father in Heaven and sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins. And the Holy Spirit here to guide you and teach you. Then you sit there and read your Bible. You ask for discernment when reading your Bible. Then you find good, solid, true praise and worship music. You praise God all day long. That will ignite a fire from the Holy Spirit in you. You have to ask for it, though. You can't just sit there and expect it to happen. You have to beg God. You have to repent. Which is another thing the church doesn't preach today. It's repentance. Why do we have these churches not saved if you're going to walk right back in that life of sin? It doesn't work that way. I know from experience. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to live in this sin. And once that happened, the Holy Ghost started working in me in a way that I have never seen in my life. I'm glad for it. I mean, it's been the best time of my life working for the Holy Spirit. Understanding Him. He has taught me so much, given me understanding on so much, because I've actually repented. I've let Him know that I'm not the same person. I'm a new creation in Christ. Because, yes, I knew Jesus Christ was Savior, but I never let the Holy Spirit do what He was supposed to do, which was make me a new creation. I want to be of the world. So, yes, now I'm a new creation. Best time of my life. I don't care if you make fun of me for it. Go ahead. It's what I do. I'm used to being made fun of. I mean, it even says, Jesus let us know. We will be persecuted. So persecute away. I have no problem with it. In fact, the persecution is probably the best resistance training we can get to help build our spiritual muscles. I mean, we need to be strong in the faith. We need to be unrelenting. We need to be warriors. We need to be lions. We need to let everyone hear our roar. We can't just sit there and be weak-minded and not get stronger. I mean, we have to sit there and be persecuted, be made fun of, or we aren't going to be stronger. We're not going to be able to teach people. It's not going to be an easy race. You have to prepare for it. Paul even said that we must be able to endure the race. He was talking about being persecuted, being made fun of, going through literal hell on earth because of these people but still showing our grace through Jesus Christ. It's not that hard to understand. What are some other ways we can build our spiritual muscles? We can meditate on the Word of God until we get the understanding we get need from the Holy Spirit. I mean, we have to metabolize in our spiritual nutrition. Some other things we can do is sit there and learn Scripture. Have it memorized. Know it by heart. The enemy knows the Bible in and out with Scripture. That is something I'm going to work on. Start memorizing key biblical passages. That is very important in this fight. If you can't say one Bible verse because you don't have any memorized, it's going to be hard to fight off the devil. And whoever he uses in the capacity they're, they're in, it's going to be impossible to beat them. Because you aren't prepared. You don't have your spiritual muscles built. It's going to take a while, though. So just bear down, hunker down, and get to work. 
Another way you can build your spiritual muscles is to quit looking at the Bible the way the world tells you to look at it. Ask God to give you a fresh perspective on it, fresh discernment. Don't sit there thinking that you have to think the same way the rest of the world does about the Bible. Most of the way the world thinks about the Bible is wrong. Because it's the way the world's thinking about it, it's not the way God thinks about it. He'll tell you exactly what he was thinking when he inspired the Bible, when he inspired certain passages. So, quit thinking the way the world does. Ask for discernment from God. He will put a fresh perspective and teach you the truth. The truth will set you free. And that's glorious. That's great. So keep on building up those spiritual muscles because the armor of God is heavy. But if you build the muscles, it becomes light. You have to do the work. You're not going to get anything accomplished without doing the work. Michael Jordan didn't become a six-time NBA champion, multiple-time MVP without doing the work, without putting in the sweat equity. It's time that we as Christians put in the sweat equity. We haven't done that in years, and it shows. Tiger Woods put in the sweat equity. All these famous athletes and musicians, stars, whatever you want to call them, put in the sweat equity to get where they are. That's where we need to be in the church. We need to put in our sweat equity. We need to build our muscles to where we can put on the full armor of God. No problem. Right now, I can say we're not there. It's going to take a little bit. We're all baby Christians at this point, more than likely. The seasoned veterans that built their muscles, we need to rely on them to help us get where we need to get. They need to be our spotters. They need to, to help us. They need to say, hey, look, here's how to do it. Let's build those spiritual muscles. Let's get that spiritual appetite up. Let's move over to kale and broccoli instead of snack cakes. Let's put a big old ribeye in front of you with some potatoes and a salad instead of that double cheeseburger and french fries that's going to make you fat and sloppy. Let's get our appetite and our workout routine right in the spirit. It's where it has to be. Without having a good workout plan, a good biblical diet, a good spiritual diet, you're going to be a slob. You're not going to be prepared. You're going to be weak. I have found this out the hard way. I went years and years without really digging into the Bible. I'd start reading the Bible, then stop. Start and then stop. And you know, it's easy for the devil to trick you into doing things. And you buy into them. Because you have to buy into them for the devil to trick you. And the next thing you know, you're living a life of sin. You're doing things that you swore you'd never do. And it makes you miserable. And you suffer the consequences of your actions because you let the devil win. So yes, we need to build our spiritual muscles. We need to get our spiritual diet right. That's the only way we win. Because once your spiritual diet's right and you're working those spiritual muscles out, the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to talk to you. You're going to understand him because your spiritual muscles are there. Your spiritual diet's right. Your appetite's good can't have a bad appetite eating bad things and expect good results. You can't sit there and not work out and expect to build muscle. It doesn't work that way. never has. 
once the spiritual muscles are built up, then the yoke will be easy just like God said it would, just like Jesus said it would. I mean, let's get the workout started. If you don't know where to start, start in the book of John. That's about the easiest book to start in in the Bible. It talks about Jesus' divinity, point blank, and it's easy to, to start on. Easy as a child. I mean, my little boy's enjoying it right now. I read it to him every night right now. That's the book we st we've started on now. Now let's get into some other things. Now for some current events. Uh, I'm getting this off the Western Journal. Ted Cruz, H.R. 1, the Corrupt Politicians Act. Most dangerous piece of legislation before Congress. Can't agree with that more. You're going to sit there and try to mandate the way we vote so you can cheat? No, thank you. I applaud you, Mr. Cruz, for ste stepping up and doing the right thing and going against this thing. What else do we have? Oh, CNN. Viewership is 50% since Donald Trump left the White House. What did you expect if they don't have anyone to go after anymore? Human smugglers interrupt interview with Texas congressman at southern border. Wow. Well, I'm hoping... Oh, and here's a good one. Biden official encourages illegal immigration and boldens child traffickers in disastrous interview. This is all the stuff that Donald Trump was going against. I don't even know where to start on these. I mean, they're sitting there doing everything that Donald Trump said they were going to do, and no one believed them. He told you exactly what their plan is. And it's coming to fruition. Now, here's the good news. If you believe what Jesus Christ has been telling us, what the Holy Spirit's been telling us, through the prophets, Biden and Kamala are gone here soon. And I believe that. I believe it's going to be a divine intervention. There's going to be a boomerang. Because let's think about it. Current events today. We are still having states be audited. When in American history have we had this many states still being audited after an election, after a president's been seated? None in recent history that I can think of. No one's fought this hard. So yeah, there could be a huge boomerang, and I think it could be by Passover. I mean, God promised us he was going to do something amazing. He told us we would reject socialism. Hey, we're rejecting it. Alright, I mean, the numbers of people against socialism are going up every day. Because they're seeing the truth. They're seeing what these people really want to do. So hey... But all the things that were being told to us are really happening right in front of our eyes. So are we waking up yet? Do we see what's going on? Do we see why we need the biblical like nine Republicans join the Democrats today on DACA, which gives amnesty? I mean, are you waking up as to why we need to build up our spiritual armor? We need to build those spiritual muscles, get our spiritual appetite back up. And quit focusing on the world and, and the newest pair of Jordans out or the newest hit rap song. We need to start focusing on the Bible, on biblical content, on biblical movies and undertones instead of the undertones that we're getting right now in the world, which is nothing but hate and rage. 
you understand the headlines right there just gave you the, the answers right there that you need to know the world's in a tailspin right now this is the perfect time for us to get on our knees and pray the perfect time to get on our knees repent of our sins pray dig in the Bible on building those spiritual muscles getting that spiritual appetite right getting the right nutrients in your mind body and soul talking about getting the right nutrients in your body if you ever watched his glory you should watch the one with Dr. Mark Sherwood that is a great one Dr. Sherwood gave some great pointers I mean get more magnesium in your system we're deficient on magnesium in America because we're not eating right go to a more holistic diet Let's get our veggie count up. At least two salads a day is what he was saying. I know I'm nowhere near that. I didn't even have a salad a day. Or at least two vegetables that grow above the ground a day. Two servings of it. Walk more. Exercise more. Dr. Sherwood had great points. To heal our land, we have to get on our knees and humble ourselves. Once we heal our land, the nutrients go back in our food and we heal our bodies. I mean, it was great advice. We should take this advice to heart. God has given us the nutrients to heal our bodies through the land. But we haven't taken care of our land, have we? So it's time to humble ourselves and ask for forgiveness so God will heal our land so we can in turn heal our bodies. It's biblical. It's right there in the scriptures. I mean, part of getting your spiritual body pumped up is getting your physical body pumped up. To get your physical body pumped up, you gotta have energy. To get energy, you have to eat right. If you're not eating right, you feel sluggish. And it just don't feel right. You're tired all the time. Moody, angry. You know, you've been there. So get your diet right, get your nutrients right. Start taking a good probiotic in the morning. Take some zinc, some vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium. Find a doctor, a wellness doctor like Dr. Sherwood, who's going to sit there and take your blood sample and figure out what you're nutrient deficient on and then work on working on your body mass and not your weight. Because you might lose 5 pounds of fat but gain 2 pounds of muscle and you think you haven't lost anything. I mean, let's do things the right way now. God told us how to take care of ourselves. We just haven't looked at the good book and taken it to heart. It's time to take it to heart. It's time to follow the laws and the rules that he wrote. It's not that difficult once you submit to the Holy Spirit, you submit to God, to start doing it. And then once you start doing it, you start feeling better. I know I'm working on starting a holistic diet of some sort. I'm getting it to where I'm eating vegetables that grow above ground for at least two servings. Drinking more water. And making sure it's good water, not full of heavy metals and other things like fluoride that actually hurt your health. Making sure it's good, clean drinking water. I mean, I'm doing a lot to help myself. It's time we all do it, because if we're not taking care of our bodies, then we're definitely not taking care of our soul. I mean, that's pretty much common sense right there. So I implore you. Look up a good wellness doctor that's going to sit there and put you on a holistic diet.
And then while you're doing that, get spiritually correct as well. It won't be that hard. Once you have the full kit going, you'll be unstoppable. We need to be prepared for the battle. To be prepared for the battle, we need to be spiritually fit, physically fit, and mentally fit. It all goes to having the right appetite. To have the right appetite and eat the right appetite is the only way to go. So let's do it. Let's quit talking about it and do it. Let's build that appetite. That way you can build the body. Once we build the body of Christ, we'll have the best army that's ever been seen on the earth. I mean, seriously, it'll be a fighting force the devil can't contend with. Because we will trample the devil like a rag doll. It'll be awesome. So just to go over this again, we gotta build up our appetite. We gotta increase our appetite for God. Let's get into the Bible. Let's pray. Let's do a little praise and worship. You know, put a little mercy me on some David Crowder, something like that. Then we gotta sit there and build our spiritual muscles up so we can put on that full armor of God. Then we also need to take care of our body. We need to sit there and start walking, eating right, drinking right. Get rid of all the garbage. Garbage in, garbage out. Good in, good out. Let's get this going. Let's make it to where we are an unstoppable force for good. To where we cannot be beat. It will be awesome. The devil won't have a chance. Jesus will be unstoppable. Well, we are, he already is, but his army will be unstoppable. His body will be built and will not be disjointed anymore. Let's quit looking at man-made doctrines and start looking at the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. That is the only doctrine to look at. That's all I've got for today. So you all have a good day, and until next time, God bless you.